This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum, now come on, quit it! Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am as always your host Mr Luke Jennings, hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy like cotton candy. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast and to hit the subscribe button here on our home, the place to be wrestling network, home of great shows such as Talking WCW, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's main event, NWA Crock and Roll, The Monday Night Project, The Nation Invasion and so many other great shows. At least one new show a day coming at you from the place to be wrestling network. You can follow this network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We are also available on all good podcasts suppliers simply search Memphis Continental Wrestler Cast and or Monday Night Project and you will find us there for your delectation if you want some merchandise please do not forget to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Memphis Cast this week we are covering the 11th of September until the 9th of October 1982 last week we covered the 14th of August until the 4th of September where we saw the start of a managerial career a NWA world title match tag matches and all the usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's give you a quick highlight of the happenings around the world. It's only been a week, so we haven't got that many to give you. On the 6th of September, down here in Memphis in the Mid-South Coliseum, 5,200 saw Bobby Fulton and King Cobra beat the Angel and Dream Machine. Dennis Condry and Carl Fergie beat Buddy Landell and Robert Gibson. Buddy Landell won an eight-man elimination tag match. So, so he won an eight-man elimination match. Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar beat Steve Kern and Terry Taylor in a Texas Tornado deathmatch. We saw last week uh, that they'd had two matches, um, sort of a week after each other, down there in the Mid-South Coliseum. It had been a battle for sure. Dutch Mattel beat Bill Dundee to win the Mid-America title. Again, we saw that last week, where he, but Dutch wasn't happy that Bill got the title opportunity before he did. And uh, he decided to uh, punch Bill Dundee and take it out on him. He's obviously then got his title match and then he's got his title back. The WWA Tag Team Champions, Steve Regal, not that one, and Spike Huber beat Kamala and Rick McGraw via disqualification. And in the main event, Southern Champion Jerry Lawler beat Baron Von Raschke via disqualification. On the 11th of September, 
in Chicago, Illinois, the AWA presented a show which featured Greg Gagne defeating Nick Bockwinkle, Ray Stevens and Otto Vance and Dick the Bruiser beat Ken Patera, Bobby Duncan and Bobby Heenan, Jim Bronzel defeated Bobby Heenan, Rick Martel defeated Sergeant Rene Goulet, Spike Huber beat Brad Reagans and Steve Regal, not that one, battled Buck Zumhoff to a draw, and on the same day on the 11th, the Southeastern Championship Wrestling held a show in Dothan, Alabama, where we saw Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden defeat the New Zealand Sheep Herders, that being Jonathan Boyd and Luke Williams to win the NWA Southeastern Tag Titles, and in the main event, Wayne Ferris defeated Austin Idol to win the NWA Alabama title. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's head down to ringside to see what's going to be happening here on episode 90 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast as we present to you September the 11th to the 9th of October 1982. Please enjoy. The toughest tag team match, well, Texas Tornado tag match uh, that you will want to see. And we've got some uh, tape of that match right now. In this one, it was Steve Kern and Terry Taylor going against Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton. And here is what happened in that Texas Tornado match. Suplex! Beautiful! Terry Taylor. Sugar in trouble has lost two straight falls. Taylor drops with a knee. So this is the match we were talking about from this past Monday in the Mid-South Coliseum. Terry Taylor, Steve Kern going up against Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar in a Texas Tornado death match. By the sounds of it, the um, Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar are already two falls down. These matches can go one fall, they can go 50 falls. Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar wearing uh, blue tights, white boots. Terry Taylor, blue trunks, black boots. Two falls to one, as Lance is telling us. Paul Morton is our referee, as we now only see him on the Mid-South show, on the Mid-South Coliseum shows. Two on one now on Terry Taylor. Big double forearm shots. Big elbow by Sweet Brown Sugar. Stomp by Bobby. Stomp by Sweet. Stomp by Bobby. Stomp by Sweet. Stomp by Bobby. Stomp by Sweet. Steve Kern in, pissed. Black singlet, yellow boots. I keep going through the bottom right. I don't know. It's the bottom. It's the middle right broken. I think the middle right might be something. Bobby, you know, both both men as they come out, they're going through the bottom and the middle rope. I'm not entirely sure what's happening there. It looks a bit weird. So what, what? How the ladies get in the ring? Big back suplex by uh, Sweet Brown Sugar. Bobby Eaton now tagged in again, going through that rope. I'm not entirely sure. Does Sweet Brown Sugar do? It? Not sure. Oh. We won't get that timeout, I don't think. Terry Taylor, we saw last week there was two matches. The first one match we saw where Terry Taylor took all the uh, offence from Eaton and Sugar, and then the other match, Steve Kern took all the offence from Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton. Jimmy Hart on the referee said, so, well, I don't understand. And, oh, Sweet Brown Sugar tagged in, he comes in with a big running knee to the midsection. Jimmy Hart in the ring, so I think it's Jimmy Hart. That could be JR Hart. Can't really tell. Sweet Brown Sugar now in. Swing a neck breaker on Taylor. Sweet Brown Sugar going for a modified camel clutch. Steve Kern just comes in, boots him in the back. Bobby Eaton now in. Picks up Terry Taylor. Irish whips him. Oh, straight stomp to the gut. 
Again with a modified uh, chin lock slash camel clutch by Bobby Eaton on uh, Terry Taylor. Sweet Brown Sugar now in, does the same. Paul Morton does nothing to uh, nothing to uh, even admon admonish the tag. Sweet Brown Sugar now with his chin lock, sitting on the back of Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor dragged himself to the ropes. Overall, we've been in action 11 minutes and 31 seconds, including the rest periods. And Terry Taylor down with Sugar dropping a heavy knee right down across the uh, chin. Count of one, count of two, and Taylor kicks out. You know, the instinct is so strong for wrestlers to kick out before that third count. Many times in a Texas Tornado Deathmatch, you are better off taking the count, getting a 30-second rest, than you are trying to kick out and continue. That may have been the case with Taylor, but the instinct is ingrained too strong. Get out before that third count, and that's what Taylor did. Now he's taking a continued punishment from beautiful Bobby. Elbow puts Taylor back down on the deck and Steve over hollering, Come on, Terry. Fight it up, fight it up, he's saying. Get back, get back. And Taylor does just that as he zings Bobby, but with not the most steam. That head hurt him a little more to the midsection. But Sugar comes through, stomps on him. We are in the fourth fall of action. Eaton and Sugar have been very dominant in this fall. And again, the falls are not what determine the winner. The punishment is what determines the winner. And I suspect that Eaton and Sugar might just like to continue this until they have Terry Taylor in such a state he could not answer the bell at the next fall. Sugar putting more punishment in. He didn't even try for the pin. You'll note that. Jimmy Hart hollered to Bobby, quit trying for an early pin on it. Let's get him beat. Sugar underneath. Terry Taylor trying to fight out of this predicament, but has unsuccessfully done so. Bobby Eaton back in now, choking away on Terry Taylor. Terry's just so close to the corner, but Sweet Brown Sugar comes in and stops it. Big right hand by Bobby to Terry. Terry's taking a whooping here for sure. Getting pushed from pillar to post, but he is swinging. Oh. Steve Kern now in to try and break this up. He needs that. He wants that tag. He's had enough. Double team now by uh, Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton holding the legs of Terry Tyler while Sweet Brown Sugar chokes him over the top rope. Tag into Sweet Brown Sugar. You can hear the old lady squawking in the background. She's not happy with what's going on. She wants to see her favourites win the match. Oh, big right hand by Sugar. Going back to that chin lock that they've been applying with regularity.
I'll be in, in again. Oh, big over at the back of the neck of Taylor. Terry Taylor just trying to fight out of this. Irish whip by Bobby. Drops his head a bit too soon. Totally kicks him. But he falls to the wrong part of town. Bobby eating tags, sweet brown sugar. Terry Taylor's got a tag. Steve Kern is in. Steve Kern is in and he is pissed. Stomp punch. Stomp can't punch. Working over both Taylor and Eaton. Oh, sorry, fuck's sakes. Over sugar and Eaton. Big right hands. Just absolutely blubbering him. Irish whip by Kern off the. Ah! He went to, uh, he Irish with Bobby and he went to bounce off the ropes, but he got attacked by the cane on the outside. He's now got his arm trapped in the uh, top rope. Bobby Eaton now with a chair on the outside. Oh, chair at the elbow. Oh, and again. Steve Kern's got his hand caught in the ropes. Sweet Bunch Sugar with Total Pile Driver! Behind the referee's back. Pile driver is banned in Memphis. Terry Taylor is down and he is hurt. Steve Kern trapped in the ropes. Bobby Eaton smashing the elbow with the chair. Oh, and again. Sweet Brown Sugar now trapping the uh, arm, trying to rip that arm off. Steve Kern. Terry Taylor now calling back. He took a pile driver. Sweet Brown Sugar. Oh! Sweet with a fist to the back of the head of Terry Taylor as he was trying to crawl over and help his team partner. Jimmy Hart wailing away with a cane. There's a fan trying to uh, get a bit close to Bobby Eaton, so he went to... Luckily the police were there, but otherwise the fan would have been... Had a chair upside his head. Someone's coming, by the sounds of it. Crowd are going banana. Bill Dundee's just throwing the towel in. Bill Dundee's just throwing the towel in. He's seen enough. He's seen enough. Bill Dundee throws the towel in. Steve Kern, I don't think he's going to be very happy about this, but... Uh, Steve Kern's now out of the ropes. Bill Dundee... Ah! Oh, takes the chair to the head by Sweet Brown Sugar. Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar are going to make Bill Dundee regret this decision. The match is over. Terry Taylor's back in the ring. And he gets immediately thrown over by Bobby Eaton. Sugar and Eaton now working over Dundee once again. Bobby Eaton's got that chair. And a chair, oh, chair to the side of the face. That's what you get for, that's what you get for being someone's father-in-law. Chair around the side of the head. Oh, chair again to the head. Bill Dundee's now busted open. Jimmy Hart very happy with what his men have done here. Oh. Chair the forehead. Bobby Eaton with that side of that chair. Bobby uh, Jimmy Hart sits on the chair. <laughs> Very happy with his men's work. Bobby Eaton's now got that cane. And oh, to the head. Sweet brown sugar on the uh, on the second rib on the inside. Bobby Eaton holds Bill Dundee. Oh! Big sledgehammer to the uh, head. Oh, here comes Eddie Marlin. What's he going to do? They're in there, going to try to help things out. Uh, but 
You can hear you can hear that old lady in the back. She must be somewhere behind Lance or maybe for the microphone to pick it up. Jerry Calhoun in there now trying to stop it, but it's not uh, happening. Oh, Bill Dundee shoved chair headfirst into the chair. Probably a good thing I didn't go ahead and finish saying exactly what I thought about that particular situation right there. Um, as it was very predictable, Steve uh, did get his uh, arm injured. We have a videotape uh, with Steve we wanted you to hear as an aftermath of it. Okay, let's take a listen. You know, when I first became a professional wrestler, I never imagined sitting in a bed with my arm bandaged up and having to ask somebody else to fight my battles for me. But after what happened to me at the hands of your two goons, Hart, and me going undergoing surgery, I realize that I'm in no position to fight for myself. So I've come to a friend, and I've asked him as a friend. There's no money involved in this, Hart. Bill Dundee and I are close friends. We were champions together. We are tag team partners together. And he fights like I do, Hart. So I know the man is capable of injuring somebody. And I've asked him as a friend that any time that he gets the opportunity to injure one of y'all, to make sure he does it well enough that you're laying in a bed like I am. Now let me tell you this, Hart. I know that you've injured me to the point where I may never come back as a professional wrestler. As a matter of fact, when I left that hospital and I talked to that doctor after he operated on me, he never gave me a date when I'd start back. He never said, Steve, you'll be wrestling within two months, three months, six months, a year. He just looked at me and said, I hope it mends well. Well, I got some hidden meaning from that doctor and that hidden meaning was I may never come back as a professional wrestler but you remember this heart that when one of your men's laying in that bed bandaged up like I am or when you're laying in that bed bandaged up like I am it's going to be done by the hands of Bill Dundee but Steve Kern is going to be behind it brother some uh, severe news on Steve and uh, we will just have to from time to time see how it goes and see how well the arm does mend. Brutal bout, no question about it. We've got more action coming up. We're going to be getting to it. We're going to have an opportunity to see a defense of the World Tag Team titles in just a moment. <laughs> disqualification and uh, typically the kind of thing that uh, you would expect to come out of uh, Jimmy Hart and it was indeed we uh, have had uh, in the past couple of weeks uh, a chance what we started out to find out about was uh, a little bit about Jimmy Cornett's plans to be a manager and uh, uh, Jimmy I know that you have had a moment or two of uh, rough treatment out here, but, you know, I guess that's all part of it. Lance, I'm glad to be here today, even though I've had to buy this time. The past couple of weeks, I've been the object of ridicule, of embarrassment, of abuse, of anything else that you want to call it at the hands of Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee while you stood by watching. I was here. My family name has been embarrassed. And although... Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee don't seem to take me very seriously. I'm not the object of ridicule that the entire country, that they would have people believe the entire country thinks I am. I'm serious about this, as I've said before, and my mother's attorneys have come into it. I've negotiated with them, and they have been negotiating with people. If these freeloaders back here would be quiet, and I have here, if you don't mind, 
a notebook with a list of no less than 15 names that my mother's attorneys have had serious commitments with, and I don't want to reveal anyone. The, the book will stay closed, but to name drop just a little bit, because I am pretty happy about it. Terry Funk, Dory Funk Jr., Rick Flair, Dusty Rhodes, all either present or past NWA World Heavyweight Champions, and that's where the book will stay. I think that's enough. But as to Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee, they seem to want to drag my family name down through the mud. And I'm upset about it, and my mother's upset about it. I talked to her. She's been watching me, and she was not happy at all because the Cornett family name is one that's been respected for a long time. It has a rich heritage, and it's not something that some lowlifes can come and just on national TV drag down through the mud like that. And so she said, what are we going to do about it? And I said, well, Mama, why don't we put a bounty out on them? And she said, no, that's too low. That's not something that we would do. But in business, Lance, there's things known as incentives. And now what we've done is put a $5,000 cash incentive for anyone that uh, wrestles Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and ends the match to my satisfaction. Do you understand that? Yeah, it seems Jimmy kind of not exactly the right spirit on well, which to take the Well, I came out here in good spirit at the beginning, and then Jerry Lawler comes out here, and Bill Dundee comes out here, and they had their chance. I wanted them, but not anymore. So now they've blown it, Lance. That's, that's all there is to it. Now, the first person, I've had negotiations with different people, but I've talked especially on the phone to Atlanta, to the Super D, and $5,000 cash in addition to the $10,000 that Jimmy Hart and Ric Flair have worked out on Jerry Lawler's head. <laughs> the Super D said for $15,000, well, I can't tell you what he said, Lance, but I have a feeling I'm going to be satisfied in the matter of Jerry Lawler Monday night. Well, I'm a little disappointed in the attitude. Uh, Jerry, uh, come on. No, no. Hey, come on, Jimmy. Now, we don't let, leave him alone. Tell you what, let, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Now, we're not going to have... We're going to take a break. Take a break. Jim Cornette not happy with how he was treated uh, last week. He was made fun of, or last time we were here, he was made fun of by Jerry Lawler, the way he dressed. And then he tried to get Jerry Lawler to join him. He then um, tried to get Bill Dundee to join him. And then Jerry Lawler came out. And then he, he was once again, uh, Cornette was once again humiliated. So he is looking for revenge. He has mentioned the name of the Super D. Um, did he come? Excuse me. Da, 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 da. When is this? September the... Yes, Super Destroyer. Jerry Lawler defeated Super... He was managed by Jimmy Hart for some reason, Super Destroyer, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh, September the 13th, uh, Stan Lane is in action against Carl Fergie, the rocking wrestler. He's up against Dream Machine. 4,886 of the cards are definitely, uh, the attendance on the cards is definitely up and down here. We saw when we read the results last week for in between, there was, um, sometimes there was like 11,000 and then the next week there was 7,000 and then 11,000 and now they've gone back down to fours and 5,000. I guess maybe it's the time of year. It's a Monday. It's, um, 
kids are back at school and stuff like that it's during september so i'm guessing that's maybe why the attendances are fluctuating big word the bill dundee about the steve kern incident and i and i think everybody will get the full measure of exactly how deeply uh, billy and some of the guys felt about it let's listen to bill that's right lance you know when i left him a couple of days ago the man was depressed, he was way down, he, he, it, was, it was hard for him to talk in that interview. When we showed up with that camera, he said, oh no man, take it away, he said, I don't even want to talk to nobody, I don't want nobody to see me like this. Well, let me tell you something, Hot, it's bad enough when you just walk around and you go to a desk job and something happens to you and you can't do that. But anybody that plays football, baseball, or professional sport of any kind, need everything that they got, from the little finger to the little toe. If anything happens to it, you're never as good as you are. Well, on Steve Curran's bed, Lance, on a little jar, there's a piece of bone about this big that they had to cut off the elbow heart because you and that chocolate drop and that Bobby Eaton beat on him with that chair. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Hart. The man called me up and he said... I do apologize for the comments made, of, by, made by the Bill Dundee. He said, but I can't do it by myself, man. He said, me and you drove up and down the road together. We had a million laughs. He said, and I'm out of the wrestling business. Well, let me tell you something, Daddy. If it's the last thing I can do, I'm going to kill one of them jerks that did it, Daddy, because I loved him like a brother. And I'm going to tell you something, Hart. The man may be done, he may be finished, he may not be able to feed his family, and if it's the last damn thing I do, Hot, I'm going to kill you, Jack. Well, Steve uh, was also a good friend, or is also a good friend, of uh, Terry Taylor. And, yeah, uh, well, Terry, Florida. both from Florida. And uh, Terry uh, said uh, in the past that Steve has kind of helped his career along from time to time, and uh, he feels strongly about the situation, too. Terry also had some comments about it. Yeah, well, you know... When I, when I started, Steve was instrumental in getting me going, like we've said. And um, I feel like as a friend, you know, he asked me to be his tag team partner. And it was my way of coming back and helping Steve. He said, we can win those belts. And, you know, Steve was the leader, the leader and he took me and he helped. We did whatever we could. And then we won those titles by the rules. Well, those guys come out. They did, they did it on purpose. They broke his arm. Well, injuries are part of wrestling. But the way this happened, that doesn't belong in wrestling at all. Well, I'll tell you, Steve... You're, you're a friend of mine. I'm going to tell you right now, anything I can do to help you and your family, if that's, I'll do it. I'm telling you right now, Hart, Coco, where, Bobby, I don't care where it is. I'm going to do it, and it's going to be for Steve. Well, I think that pretty well, uh, that's just a couple of the guys. Uh, I think there are m many of them that felt exactly the same way about it. Uh, rough and tumble business, no question about it. And it's... Uh, Terry said uh, injuries are a part of it, but I mean senseless things like that are the things that I think uh, irritate, frankly, they irritate the stew out of me, and I think a lot of the fans, and, and it's this uh, win at any cost, get the publicity at any cost attitude, and uh, the guys, I think, have an interesting philosophy about it. They're not so much interested in the commission or the alliances or or whatever taking care of the so-called bandits you know mm -hmm. who use tactics like that they like to take care of them themselves in their own way they feel like that by god they're treating this injury like it was like he's dead they're sort of saying he this and they that and everything like that it's making something is dead but so we've moved from the the 11th to the 18th of september Dutch Mantel has just won his match and Jimmy Hart is now in there. Who's this? Oh, Kamala. Kamala's here. With, um... 
Oh, Plowboy Fraser dressed up like Kamala, so that's uh, that's that's good. Sweet fucking Jesus. Plowboy Fraser is uh, in a leopard print loincloth with face paint on. Dutch Mantel has just defeated. Who has he just defeated? He has just defeated Jim Mitchell. And uh, he's now getting the uh, snot kicked out of him by Kamala and Plowboy. Jimmy Hart is in there. Jimmy Hart's fending people off with a uh, with his cane. Oh. Kamala, uh, he's been billed as Kamala 2, but it's, uh, Lance has just said it's Plowboy Frazier. And you can tell it's Plowboy Frazier. This beatdown continues with poor Dutch. Crowd want Jerry Lawler, but I don't know if Jerry Lawler's going to come and help. Oh, big splash to the back by Kamala. Choking now, both men choking away. On the mayor of Oil Trough, Texas, Jerry Calhoun, trying to do his best to stop this, but uh, Jerry Calhoun, as uh, Jimmy Hart is pushing him away. He's just. Lawler's in, Lawler's in, he's just knocked out Jimmy Hart. He's now beating up on Kamala, beating up on, on Plowboy Frazier. Jimmy Hart. Gets knocked down again. Stomping away on him. Jerry Lawler clearing house of the Kamalas. Dutch Mantel's probably not going to be too happy about this. He hasn't been previously when we've seen Jerry Lawler come and help him. He likes to do things on his own. He is a man's man, is Dutch. Dutch Mantel wins his match beating... Jim Mitchell. What's going to happen next? We've got the highlights of it. You have got to see this kind of action. Let's take a look at it right now. So we are seeing Terry Taylor and Bill Dundee going up against... Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar. This match is from. Oh, Dundee in with a knee of the arm. This is highlights we are seeing. This is from the 13th of September. 4,886 saw Jerry Lawler beat Super Destroyer. Buddy Landell and Bobby Fulton beat The Angel and Gypsy Joe. Stan Lane defeated Carl Fergie. The Rock and Wrestler defeated Dream Machine. Kamala and Rick McGraw defeated Steve Regal. Not that one. Despite Cuba, Bill Dundee beat Dutchman Tell in a taped fist match, and this is a bounty match. Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar going up against Bill Dundee and Terry Taylor. And Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton are taking a whooping. Dutch, uh, Bill Dundee's got a uh, bandage around his head, so I'm guessing he uh, got a beating from Dutchman Tell in that taped fist match. Very quick highlights of this. Bobby Eaton's. Nope, that's Dundee's now back in the ring against Sweet Brown Sugar. Bobby Eaton's got something written on the back of his trunks. Not sure, can't really see what it is. Jimmy Hart on the outside. That's a noise you don't hear very often nowadays, isn't it? That dun 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 dun, that noise you used to get when the mobile phone was about to go off. Looks like. Uh, Eating and Sugar are in control at the minute. Oh, Bill Dundee down. 
This is obviously not his first match. He had a taped fist match earlier. He's now bleeding. Jimmy Hart very happy on the outside. Oh! <laughs> Jimmy Hart with the cane. Sorry, Jimmy Hart tosses the cane into Bobby Eaton. Sweet Sugar distracted the referee, and then Bobby Eaton used that cane on the head of his father in law, Bill Dundee. Jimmy Hart now continuing to wail away on the throat and chest area of Bill Dundee. Whenever Jimmy Hart is around, it's always going to be a handicap match. Jerry Calhoun has called for the bell. Disqualification. That doesn't stop the men from... Oh! Jimmy Hart was going about to throw some powder in the eyes of Bill Dundee, but Bill Dundee kicked him. The powder went into Jimmy Hart's eyes. Jimmy Hart rolling around the ring. He can't see. Bobby uh, Sweet Brown Sugar's playing uh, tug-of-war with the cane with Terry Taylor, but Jimmy Hart manages to get it. Bobby Eaton gets thrown on the commentation station. Bill Dundee now picks up the station. Oh, Bobby Eaton just missed that table hitting him. Jimmy Hart's rolling around the ring, still can't see. All four men brawling around the uh, ringside area of the Mid-South Coliseum. The bell's ringing. I don't think it's, not, it's not doing anything. We didn't see the pandemonium. I guess we're still operable. The equipment having been banged around. Sugar nailing. Terry Taylor. And Dundee with that rope standard. Kane is still there. Oh, sweet run. Sugar just launches it into the throat of Terry Taylor. Bill Dundee peppering away on Bobby Eaton with some left and right hands. And now going into the into the aisle way brawling. Crowd is going bananas. Oh. Tape went a bit funny then. <laughs> Bill Dundee and Terry Taylor win via disqualification. <coughs> They're fighting in the uh, concessions, in the uh, in the bleachers, on the aisleway here. You can just about see. Bill Dundee still peppering away on Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton trying to escape. Looks like they're now in the concession stand area. All four men still throwing punches. And that's it. That son of a gun went right into the shower. What a wild! There that was Dundee and Terry Taylor and Sugar and Eaton. A blazing piece of tag action. We got some uh, tag action still to go, and we're going to be looking at Billy and um, Terry Taylor coming up in just a moment after we take time out. Terry Taylor coming up uh, in a tag action bout in just a moment. Right now, I want to add a little of pulchritude to championship wrestling. Uh, we have not had for quite some time. Some of the gals there and want to bring out Vivian St. John. Hi, Vivian. Good to have you out here. And Velvet McIntyre. Vivian from Fort Lauderdale. Here, come around here if you would, hon. There we go. And uh, Velvet, you're from Dublin, Ireland, right? Yeah. Hi, Kelly. Uh, we're glad to be able to tell the folks that 
Uh, we hope maybe you're going to be around the area for a little while, Vivian. Uh, yeah, Mr. Russell, uh, we understand that you have a lot of battle royals here and elimination matches. Oh, yeah, we have tag elimination, which uh, I think with the wrestling fans uh, is becoming one of the bigger things that we've had around a long time. And, of course, the battle royals are notorious. This was the home of the biggest one in the world, 50-man battle royal we had at one time. That's right, and I'd like you to know that Equal Rights is now here. We have Equal Rights with the men. And any time that we're booked in elimination match or battle royal, if someone tags out, we're going to go in and wrestle the men. Well, in the mixed man and ladies tag match, uh, previously, the, the rules are such that when a man tags in, the other man comes in, or uh, when the lady tags in, then the other lady comes in. And you are proposing that all of this be changed? Well, that's right. I mean, we have equal rights, and it's ridiculous for us just to jump out. You know, if there's a man there, we have the right to wrestle him. I'm a little, uh, a little... How do you feel about this, Bill? I feel the same way. You feel like you ought to be able to get in there and compete with them and compete for the same kind of purses? Well, on Battle Royals, uh, if the entry fee is 100 bucks, I guess you're figuring if you got the 100 bucks, then there's no reason that they shouldn't put you right in there with them. Hey, if we got the money, we got the right to win the big money, right? Uh, well, it's, you know that you're going to be giving away a lot of weight with some of this. If I'm in the Battle Royal, then I wish you luck. If I'm in the Battle Royal, I wish you luck. On the way to kiss your face, will you? Well, I hope that Mr. Invincible Jimmy Hart might be in the battle royal that I hear you're having tonight because uh, we got a surprise for him. I love it. I love it. Velvet, thank you for coming out here with us. Time for us to get in the ring now and some more action. So let's go to Davey and our tag action match. We got a one fall. I'm actually going to say that. Just so, so that was Vivian St. John and Velvet McIntyre. Velvet McIntyre would be a former WWE F whatever com combatant. Uh, they are around for a little while and they're joined by some of the ladies. So on the 21st of September, Louisville, Kentucky, Vivian St. John and Velvet McIntyre team up and they defeat Leilani Kai and Sherry Martell. The next night, Evansville, Indiana, same result. Velvet McIntyre and Vivian St. John defeating Lalani Kai and Sherry Martell. Uh, there is then a mixed tag match on September 23rd. Owensboro, Kentucky. Bobby, Buddy Landell and Velvet McIntyre defeat the Masked Spoiler and Sherry Martell. 24th of September, Tupelo, Mississippi. Velvet McIntyre defeats Sherry Martell. Vivian St. John defeats Lalani Kai. Uh, they then there's ladies matches uh, the ladies match on the, the 25th of September's Memphis TV we may see that um, September the 25th in the Memphis in the Cook Convention Center in Memphis Tennessee there is Leloni Kai and Sherry Martell they are going up against Vivian St John and Vivian McIntyre. 28th of September, Louisville, Kentucky, Velvet, Vivian St. John defeats Lalani Kai, Velvet McIntyre defeats Sherry Martell. So you get there's basically the same four ladies are doing a variety of matches, and they are here. I think they're here till at least October. On and off. They do the sort of the week loop and then they disappear for a bit. And then they're back uh, October the 8th, Tupelo, Mississippi, Lelani Kai and Peggy Lee beat Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria. 
So if you were into your ladies wrestling in the 80s, their names that you would know, you know Shoei Mato, you know Leloni Kai, they will they'll all go, go through the WWE at some point. Um, Princess, yeah, October the 10th, Lexington, Kentucky, again Leloni Kai, Peggy Lee beat Princess Victoria and Velvet McIntyre. Um, and then that's where that kind of stops then. Uh, yeah. In previous years, again, the ladies have come through with, um, they come through, they basically do a week in the territory and then they'll disappear again. So that's happening now with a bit more regularity. Um, I think Moolah was around a couple of years ago. Um, there's some other names. I think Wendy, yeah, pretty sure we saw, we saw her as cowgirl Wendy Richter. I think she was here. Um, in one of the very first, one of the few episodes, one of the very first episodes we did back in the day, I'm pretty sure I've seen Wendy Richter here because she totally looked totally different to what she does in like '84, '85 WWF. So, but yeah, it's good to see the ladies are here. They want to wrestle the men. They want their fair share of the purse. And um, yeah, there's ladies. So uh, let's see if we get this tag match. Dream Machine. Dream Machine and Carl Fergie versus Bill Dundee, Terry Taylor. From New Orleans, Louisiana, the Dream Machine, and his partner from Atlanta, Georgia, Carl Fergie, going against him at a total of 429. From Vero Beach, Florida, Terry Taylor, and from Australia, superstar Bill Dundee. This match won for a 15-minute time limit, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Yeah, that's a good question. So I uh, hear Carl Fergie and Dream Machine. Gonna make it's Bill Dundee, Terry Taylor, Terry Taylor, Starface Team, Red Trunks, White Boots, Jury Machine, Black Singlet, Red Mask, White Boots, gets taken down by an arm drag. Side headlock now. Off. Oh! Oh! Big four, big shot from the outside by Carl Fergie. Dream Machine picks up Taylor, Irish Whip. Big back body drop by Dream Machine. Tags in Carl Fergie, Black Trunks, Wall, Black and Black Boots. Big Carl Fergie from Atlanta, GA. Cousin of uh, the Honky Tonk Man and Jerry Lawler. Has he got in the back of his thing? Pretty. Ah, pretty Carl Fergie. He would wrestle here. He'd wrestle mid-south. He would wrestle, I think, mid-Atlantic as well. Been around. Been around the world. And aye, aye, aye. Fell on Dragon Twist by Terry Taylor, but Carl Fergie tags in the Dream Machine. who comes in with a big forearm shot to the young Mr. Taylor. Irish whip now by Dream Machine. Oh, stomp straight to the gut of the future rooster. Big, no, is he going for a shoulder breaker? No, no, big power slam by the Dream Machine. One, Dundee comes in and pulls Dream Machine off the pin. Oh, double judo shot to the throat there by Machine. Picks up Terry Taylor, whips him corner to corner, reverse by Taylor. Oh, comes running in, but it's met by a knee of the gut. Dream Machine drops the elbow. Dream Machine picks up Taylor, tags in Carl Fergie. Irish whip now by Machine. Big back elbow by Fergie. Dream Machine, oh, sorry, building D on the outside, trying to get the crowd behind Terry Taylor. Got black curtains this week, no colour again. We haven't seen a bit of colour for a while. But the crowd are hot and they want Terry Taylor to uh, get the tag. Irish whip now by Fergie. Oh, sunset flip, sunset flip. One, no, break up by, Dund uh, by Dream Machine. 
Building D just comes in and punches Carl Fergie. Fighting over Dream Machine in the corner, getting pummeled now. Oh! Dundee down. He's not even the legal man in the match, he is down. Carl Fergie now working away on Dundee. Machine on Taylor. Dundee's kicked out of the ring. Irish whip now from corner to corner by Dream Machine. Oh! Double thrusts by Machine. Toe Taylor taking a beating here. Carl Fergie now in. Snap mare. Reverse chinlock by Fergie on Taylor. Crowd fully behind Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor trying to fight out of this predicament. With some right hand. Carl Fergie tagging in Dream Machine. Excuse me. It's the, uh, the cause light. Light I'm drinking. It's not even light, it's just cause. When the, when the mountains are blue, it's time for a brew. Big slam by Dream Machine. Dream Machine goes and misses the leg drop. Terry Taylor now crawling over his corner, but he's met by Machine with a big right hand. Irish whip now by Dream Machine. Oh, double sledge. Taylor goes down. Tags in Carl Fergie. Fergie and Dream Machine are a very polished tag team here, but it looks of it. Frequent tags. Big slam by Fergie off the ropes. Oh, near the chest. Goes for the cover. One, two, all the time. Carl Fergie was looking to build Dundee. Dundee came in and broke the pin. Four minutes gone now. Four minutes into the action. Bill Dundee and Terry Taylor against the Dream Machine. And Carl Fergie. So far, it's been pretty much Fergie and the Dream Machine. They have kept Terry Taylor in there. Fergie. Dream Machine, Mr. Splash, Mr. Splash, Toe Tally gets the tag, Bill Dundee is in, the crowd are going absolutely wild. Bill Dundee now like a house of fire, taking down Fergie, taking down Machine, right hands, double right hands, double sledges, anything, drop kick. Bill Dundee is like a house of fire, who's this, Jimmy Hart's in the, Jimmy Hart's just throwing something in the eyes of Bill Dundee, Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton are in the ring. Jimmy Hart just threw something in the eyes of Bill Dundee, Bill Dundee is blinded, this 4 on 2 here. The first family are going absolutely wild here on Dundee and Terry Taylor. Dream Machine off the second rope. Oh, double sledge. Jimmy Hart is pissed. An eye for an eye is going on about how we saw how uh, Dream Machine... Uh, Jimmy Hart was uh, blinded. 
the other night in the Midtown Coliseum. Now they're doing the same at Bill Dundee. Who just. Not sure who these guys are, but they're coming in the clearing house. Probably Fulton and somebody. Probably Fulton and somebody have just come in. I'll have a quick look, see here. Mm. I think it's Robert Gibson. Yeah, Robert Gibson. Couldn't quite tell. Yes, yeah, Robert Gibson. Building D is up, but he is uh, a stand line. I don't know, people here to save the day. Oh, Bobby Fulton. Bobby, uh, Buddy Landau, but with dark hair. I didn't recognise him with dark hair. But you think of Buddy Landau, you think of blonde hair. Bill Dundee is uh, he has been he's out of the ring he's okay, but definitely been blinded. Bill Dundee are going to get the win technically there on disqualification of uh, the first family, but uh, not much consolation to Dundee at the moment. Timeout was 5:42 to say the least. Okay, we're going to take timeout. We'll be back with more action coming up in just a moment. We got plenty of action in that ring, but right now, an opportunity to bring in Southern Heavyweight Champion, the King, Jerry Lawler. Jerry, Lance. Yeah, well, I doing? guess that took care of that. That's Fine. it, I'll see you. Uh, no, I, I uh, am delighted to see you here in one piece, because I know you, you've you had some rugged competition here well, in the last few weeks. That's right. I, I, I had something I want to talk about, and the more I've been standing in the back, I'm thinking, well, I don't... You know, I don't know if I want to talk about it that much or not, but I guess, I guess since I'm here, I will. Yes, do, please. I just, I just, I wanted to relate a little uh, incident that took place a, a week or so ago with me. As you know, uh, well, it, it took place in Memphis at the Coliseum. I was over visiting um, someone there at the Coliseum, and a lot of the people were coming by picking up some advance reservation tickets and things like that. And uh, a little short black gentleman came up to the uh, window there and I was in the back talking with someone and he saw me there and he said uh, you know he knocked on the window and he said come here I said, I've been looking for you for a long time I've got I've I've been needing to talk to you real bad so I went over I went over to the window and I said yeah what what do you need and I mean you know now this is the first time I'd ever laid eyes on the guy but I guess you know he sees me every week so he says he said I just I got something that I want to ask you I I want to know and I'm, you know, I'm trying to anticipate what he's going to ask me. I don't have any idea. I, he says, I want to know what's wrong. And I said, well, what's, what's wrong with what, you know? And he said, he said, I want to know what, what's, what's wrong. What's wrong with you? And I said, you know, I've dressed nice. I've, I have my hair combed, shaved, everything. You know, I thought, well, I don't know what is wrong. What are you, what are you talking about, you know? And he said, well... I just wondered what's happened to you. He said, I've been coming to the matches for years. And he said, I've been watching you and watching you. And he said, lately, uh, every time you go in the ring, he said, you take one of the worst beatings that I've ever seen. Mm. He said, they pound on you and pound on you. And he said, it seems like it takes so much to, until you finally get mad or, or until you finally do something. He said, I just wonder what it is. Are you getting old or are you just washed up or what is the problem? That's what he said, you know. And I said, well, I said, you know, I, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I didn't know what to tell the guy. So what I did, I went and, uh, I, I, like I said, I hadn't thought that much about it. So I went 
Two days later, and I went and I talked with our, fan, our film man in Nashville, Randy West, who films most of the matches. And uh, I said, Randy, could I look back at some of the, some of the films of my recent matches? And uh, I told him what the gentleman had said. And he said, well, he said, let me get a few little film clips and put them together. And I'll, I'll show you what some of your recent matches have looked like. So he put this together. And if, if I brought it with me, and I want you to... I think Take it's set up and ready to go. Is it okay? Let's go ahead and yeah, here we go. And Kamala goes for that throw. So we've seen some footage here. This is Kamala versus Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler's uh, not happy with what this gentleman said about him about how he gets his ass beaten a lot. So we've spoken to Randy West to uh, put a little compilation together. We're now seeing this. We're now seeing Jerry Lawler get beat down by the big Ugandan. Now Karen. Uh, Karen, <laughs> Baron Von Raschke. At this point, Raschke's probably been wrestling about 50 years. Drops the elbow over the king. Got the claw on him, got the claw on, on Lawler. So Jerry Lawler, this gentleman had a point. Jerry Lawler does take a, a whooping. But as we do know, he does take, he uh, does give one back. We're now seeing Super Destroyer, Masked Superstar. Oh. Not sure who the Super Destroyer is. Might be Bill Irwin. Not sure, but he's working over Jerry Lawler. A man that uh, Jimmy Hart brought, uh, sorry, a man that Jim Cornette brought in, but a man that Jimmy Hart is managing for some reason. Off the second rope now. Oh, big clobber and shot to the shoulder. Straight up kick to the chin there by the Super Destroyer. Working over the arm of Lawler. If Lawler's arm is uh, damaged, he can't throw those uh, punches. Continue to see more of the Super, De Super Destroyer match. Surprised this hasn't been put to music or something, but they do like a highlight package here in Memphis. Oh, working over the back now, the big Super Destroyer. And, oh, double leg drop to the back. What a manoeuvre. Off the ropes comes Destroyer. Oh, boss man attack. Lola slumped over the ropes. Drops the elbow. Super Destroyer's a, look like a, a well-rounded wrestler. Oh, lovely suplex there. We're now seeing Dutchman telling Jerry Lawler against Crusher Broomfield and Kamala too. Crusher Broomfield would be the artist soon to be known as One Man Gang. Big Irish whip by Crusher. What a tag team. One Man Gang and Uncle Frazier against Jerry Lawler and Dutchman Tell. Main event anywhere in the country, fans. Crusher working over Lawler. Irish whip now. Boom! Big back elbow by Crusher. And splash! Oh, he's called One Man. Well, he's in, in my results, he's called Crusher, Crusher Broomfield. But One Man Gang, whatever, doesn't matter. Well, I could too. And uh, like I said, you know, it hadn't dawned on me that much. I hadn't thought that much about it. I had noticed uh, possibly it 
been a little harder to get out of bed in the morning and things like that. Maybe being a little more sore. And after watching the uh, after watching the film there, that could possibly be the reason why I've been doing a little too much uh, catching and not enough pitching. So what I did, I said, well, Randy, now I, you know, I realized that's an edited film, and I said, you know, I had to be doing. Had to have a little offense in there somewhere, you know. I am the Southern Heavyweight Champion. You got the title. That's right. And he, I said, can't you find anything of me looking kind of good? And he said, well, tell you what I'll do. He said, I'll try to. And what he had to do was he had to go back. Now, I'm not talking about just back a few matches like you see these recent ones. He had to go way back in the film library to find some of the, uh, some of the old king. And he put that together for me, and and I brought a little bit of that, and I kind of like the looks of this. If you can run, if you can You're run ready? this for okay. just a second, I think we can talk over this. Now, uh, now as you can see, this is this is a little more, uh, like I said, a little more offensive. So this is some classic Lawler being managed by Jimmy Hart here. So this is uh, pre-1981. Mid South Coliseum. Beating the shit out of Bill Dundee with a chain. Oh, great camera for it. Just, just uh, had like a, uh, the cameras at ringside tracking the thing. It's not on the high, uh, on the hard cam. You can see inside the ring. You can see the action really well. Big right hands there by Lawler with a chain wrapped around him. Oh, fire! He's just launched some fire. Looks like Bullet Bob. Oh. Larry Latham getting the fire. Yeah, I remember those chains, and so do a lot of guys that you won against, Jerry. Well, seen some great footage here of Lawler in the in the past. One, two, pulling the trunks. Classic heel Lawler. All I'm saying is this, Lance. What the people just saw in that film there is the old king, and I won not. 60, 70, or 80 percent of my matches, but I'd say about 99 percent of them. And I am tired and sick and fed up of people like Hart bringing in all of these clowns and abusing my body. And I'm telling them right now that what they just saw on this TV is what they're going to see from the King from now on, brother. So I want Hart. I, will, I hope you watch that real closely, and I hope you tell all of those clowns that you got in mind of bringing in from now on, because you just saw what they got in store for them, brother. The old king is back from now on. Yeah, well, obviously, some of the folks would be interested in seeing that. Forewarned is forearmed, Jimmy Hart and company. We're going to take time out now. I'll be back to the ring in a moment. David, that we were going to have a chance to see the sheep herders. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a tag team that has uh, quite a reputation. We've got uh, the land of tag teams right in the Mid-South area, and so it's no wonder that another one will come looking for the riches in this event that, uh, because we've got the Southern Tag Titles here. We've got right at the present time the WWA World Tag Titles. The Sheep Herders. And let's take a look at them in action. Every bloody yank out there to know one thing. And we're not talking to you people that sit home and watch the bloody TV. We're talking to the wrestlers. We have come to this country to destroy Americans. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We've been champions in 37 different countries. We are the holders of the most prestigious title in the world. And we're here. And you people better know it. When we tell you that we're going to break your arms, we're going to break your arms. And if we tell you we're going to break your neck, we're going to break your neck. And just to prove 
that we're not just another pretty face up here yelling out, Fred, we've got something to show you, and I want every wrestler out there to be watching this. As you can see, our teamwork is so, so far better than any other team in the world that we know exactly what we're doing. So we're seeing footage uh, of the sheep herders in Southeastern Championship Wrestling by the looks of it. This is Jonathan Boyd and Butch. But is this Butch or Luke? I think this is Butch. One second. I think this is Butch. I could be wrong. It's Luke. It's Luke Williams. It's Jonathan Boyd and Luke Williams. Butch is not here yet. I don't think he's going to be too far off, but he... The Sheep Herders are the legendary team of Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers, basically. Uh, more vicious um, until they were made into cartoon characters. It's just like opening gas station opposite another gas station. You want that gas station out of business, and we're here to put wrestlers out of business. We're not here to make friends. We're here to show you people exactly what this flag here represents. We carry this flag with us everywhere we go. This flag not only represents our country, New Zealand, this flag here represents the team of the sheep herders. We are unbeatable, and we will never be beaten. 37 different countries we've been champions, as I said, and in this country, there is not a septic tank yank that can beat us. And now, you restless, when we're coming to your area, and you hear that we're coming, so the sheep herders are, of course, originally Luke and Butch. They wrestled in the WWC in Puerto Rico in 1981. After when they left that and came to the United States, um, Luke wanted to go home and spend more time with his family, so he decided to stay, go home, and then that's when Luke reformed his tag team with Jonathan Boyd, who's the talker here. Uh, they teamed up together until... Rip Morgan was a sheep herder as well. They, their Luke and Butch reunited in the UWF in 1986. So for a good five-year period, um, Luke was uh, away, but the sheep herders continued their legacy around the territories in, in the United States. Barnes and Dundee hit the country, and I just have to harken back to that to think about the sheep herders who will be in the uh, Mid-South area right now. Continuing our... Conversation about tag teams. We told you that uh, Jimmy Hart said he had another big surprise for us, and uh, here he is with it. Look, can I borrow your microphone? I've got, I've got to do this right. I've got to do this right. Come on, y'all got to sleep on the camera. Come on over here. Bring the camera over here. You know how many times I want y'all to? How many times has Jimmy Hart told you he was going to bring the greatest attraction to this area? How many times? Tell me how many times. And I've always done it, haven't I? I've always done it, haven't I? That's right. I brought you Kamala 1 and Kamala 2. I brought you handsome Jimmy Valiant, the Valiant brothers, the Graham. I brought you everybody. But I have outdone myself this time. I have really outdone myself this time. 
because, ladies and gentlemen, and I use the word ladies and gentlemen very, very loosely out here talking to you now, but I put my mind to work. And I put together, Lance Russell, the greatest team in professional wrestling to date. And I'm going to bring them out. I want you people, come on, I want everybody to stand up. I want everybody up. Everybody up. Come on, you idiot people over there. Up. Put your hands together and welcome the greatest team in professional wrestling, the New York Dolls. The New York Dolls, baby. The New York Dolls. Look at them. Aren't they beautiful, Russell? Aren't they beautiful? Come here, boys. Come here, dolls. Come here. <laughs> beautiful. So the New York Dolls are Troy Graham and Rick McGraw. Troy Graham has been going by another name for quite some time here in the territory as the Dream Machine. He's no longer wearing a mask. He is now uh, top hat and tails. Looking, uh, looking very dapper. Teaming with Rick McGraw. Managed by Jimmy Hart. I could say lovely, but they sure ain't lovely. All these girls over here are the most beautiful bodies in professional wrestling today. Right here. Come on, eat your heart out, baby. Look at this. Come on, pose for him, baby. Look at this. You know, I put together, like I said, the greatest team in professional wrestling in the dolls. They all want to have super, super team. I'm so excited. I got all today. Sugar and Eaton are a great team. They're my number one team, baby. And then, of course, I've got Kamala one and two. And they're number one. And now I've got another number one team in the New York Dolls. Take his jacket off and show these muscles. Now, a lot of people are saying, hey, that's the dream machine. And you are right. This is the dream machine for the first time. Unmasked. The legend, baby. Co-holder of the Southern Heavyweight Championship title for four months, five months, six months, baby. Co-holder of the Southern Heavyweight Championship. What are you doing? Co-holder? What am I talking? Like I said, I'm so excited I can't even talk. He was the Southern Champion for five or six months, baby. And now I've got them together. The Dolls, Rick McGraw, and the Dream Machine, baby. The New York Dolls. So let me tell you something, boys. We've got a championship match with Hubert and Steve Regal. That's right. The big one, baby, for the world belt. The world belt. I said, I'm not going to put this team together unless we start on top, right? And so this is where we're starting, baby, is on top tonight, the world belt. And I will make you people a promise. And I know I've said it before, but I promise you I've got a stack of Bibles this high. I promise to all my fans out there right now, you've got my word on this, of being a gentleman, that tonight, if we do not win those world belts tonight, or any time, if we don't win them any time we face anybody, then I promise you right now that Jimmy Hart will leave this whole territory. Well, I think it's going to you it. will not. I, I promise you, I will leave it. I will never, ever come back the rest of my life. You mean, and I know you were smart enough to be able to get a world title match right off the bat for these guys, that when these guys, your New York Dolls, meet the world tag champions, Regal and Huber, that if they don't win the title the first time they meet him, that, that meet them, you are gone. I will leave this whole territory, baby. No matter. I have heard everything. You've got it now. You've got me mad, and nobody gets me mad. I promise you, just because of that, we will be the world champion. And I promise you, if I don't, like I said, I'm a man of my word. I will leave this whole area, and you will never see me again. But they're going to be the new world champions. I promise Boy, you that. You said it, I and you. I will remember it. When that match comes up between the New York Dolls and Steve Regal and Spike Huber, and if Regal and Huber should retain their world title, Jimmy Hart has said bye-bye.
Now you heard him and I heard him and there they go. The rather boisterous new team of Jimmy Hart, the New York Dolls. We're going to take time out and watch our expiration tag action coming up in just a moment. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runthin Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash Booking the Territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP Podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrave? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? Mangrate is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man grace. <laughs> They're revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> it weighs a lot of pounds. <laughs> is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups. You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the mangrate. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini-series. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and here's your host, Luke Jennings. I think it's no secret to anybody out there that one of the toughest men that I've ever stepped in the ring against in my entire career has been Dutch Mantel. No matter what you think about Dutch personally, you've got to admit, and you've got to respect his wrestling ability because he's one of the best. The guy's capable of beating anybody that he steps in the ring with, and I know this for a fact because he's beaten me in the past. You see, I think a lot of people think that 
all the wrestlers are friends and big pals just because maybe they see them as partners they probably think they're best friends well this is not always the case because you see it's hard to form a lasting friendship with somebody when you may wind up wrestling them somewhere down the line now that's just the case with Dutch I wrestled him in the past but we've also been partners in the past and after what took place here a couple of weeks ago on TV when he came to help me when those two big goons jumped me I feel like that Dutch and I are friends and what even more bonds that friendship is the fact that he helped me even after I'd refused him a shot at this Southern Heavyweight title right here, which he thinks that he deserves, and I agree that he deserves. But you see, I told him that this is the only ticket that I have to wrestling Ric Flair, a match that I think I deserve. But naturally, any wrestler, it's his goal, his dream, his ambition to be the World Heavyweight Championship or champion. And Dutch is certainly no exception. He would like to have that match with Ric Flair. So I asked him if he would be my partner against those two big clowns that uh, I would give him a shot at this belt. He more than fulfilled his end of the bargain, and now it's time for me to fulfill mine. But what I'm looking forward to about this match is the fact that I don't think it's going to have to be a fight like it was in the past. I think it's going to be a wrestling match to see who the best man is, and I think that's what wrestling is all about. So, Dutch, I just want to say that I'm looking forward to this. You're going to get your shot at the heavyweight championship, and I'm going to shake your hand before the match starts. And win, lose, or draw, I'm going to shake it when it's over. Because, like I said, Dutch, somewhere down the line, I want you and I to be partners and go after the world tag team titles. So I'll see you in the ring, and I want to wish you all the luck in the world. But like I said, this is my only shot at the world heavyweight championship, Dutch, and I don't look forward to losing it. So I'll see you in the ring. Okay, there's King talking about an upcoming match that he's going to have with the Dutchman. He promised it to him, and uh, boy, I would love to see those two guys together oh, as yeah. a tag team shooting uh, for those world titles. There's something else indeed. Okay, we got ourselves uh, an excellent match coming up here, another tag action match that'll have Sweet Brown Sugar coming in uh, here with his partner, beautiful Bobby Eaton, and here's the Dutchman. Dutch, um, we are... Delighted to have you out here. We uh, heard just a few moments ago from the King about the upcoming match that you uh, got for the uh, the big Southern Heavyweight title. Okay, this is what I've been waiting on for a long time. And I don't know if Jerry Lawler's been looking forward to it, but we made a deal. And I'll tell my end now it's time to uphold his. You know, a lot of people say that myself and Jerry Lawler are a lot alike. And we are a lot alike in a lot of ways, but there's one big glaring difference. Jerry Lawler, and a lot of people might not want to hear this, but I'm going to tell them just exactly the way it is. Jerry Lawler is a con man, and he is a liar from the word go. Now, a lot of people don't, don't want to believe that, but I'm going to tell it the way it is. Because just last week, he came out here on this very same television program, and he says, and he showed a little film clip of Jerry Lawler pulling chains, throwing fire, and doing what is necessary to win a match. And he came back and says, now I am the Jerry Lawler, the king of old. Now, if that's last week, that's got to mean that it remains true today. But yet, he comes out here today and he turns over a whole new leaf. He goes 180 degrees in the opposite direction saying, well, I'm looking forward to the match and I'm going to wrestle Dutch Mantel. Hey, I'm not that stupid. This is not my first time to the rodeo because I know Jerry Lawler. He might wrestle as long as he's on top. But when he's not on top, he's going to be scrambling, baby. He's going to be digging. He's going to be grabbing this, that, and the other and doing whatever is necessary to win that Southern belt. He is right. That is his ticket to the world's champion, Ric Flair, but it's also my ticket, too, because whoever has that Southern belt is going to wrestle Ric Flair. And I'm going to say one thing about Lawler. He's not going to wrestle me. He said, I'd like to shake your hand before and after match. Hey, he'd like to maybe stick his hand out and then, and then cold cock me one good time. Hey, I'm not stupid. 
But when I go in that ring, I'm going to go in there loaded for bear. I'm going in there to beat Lawler because I beat him before and I can do it again. Jerry Lawler says what the people want to hear. And I come out here and tell the truth. He's probably got a lot more fans than what I got. But I'm coming out here and telling it the way it is and the way it's going to be done is going to be done my way. See, Jerry Lawler, he loves that Southern Belt. He loves it with every ounce of energy in his body. He loves that belt. He loves to wear it. He loves the fame and the glory that he can get from that Southern Belt. Everywhere Jerry Lawler goes, people come, oh, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler, oh, we love you. Sign this, do this, because he's got the Southern Belt. And that's his ticket to Ric Flair. You know, he even, I think, sleeps with that belt. But he ain't going to sleep with it no more, buddy, because the next time we step in the ring, Lawler, we're not going to wrestle. We're going to fight because we're fighting over careers and we're fighting over lives because I'm after it and you're trying to keep it. And when I crawl on that ring with you, Lawler, buddy, it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a fight. And we're going to fight it out, and I'm going to beat you. I've done it before, and I can do it again. I'm getting sick and tired of getting pushed in the background, being an also-ran or waiting for somebody to get hurt so I might be able to get a shot at it. I'm sick and tired of all that, and it's going to end. It's going to end very, very shortly, Lawler. So when we climb in the ring, like I say, we're going to have a fight, and you're not going to win it. And I want you to fight with everything you got because I'm going to fight with everything I got and may the best man win. And that man's going to be me. By hook or crook, Lawler, I'm going to fight you with everything I got. Now, obviously, he didn't think it was important enough to come down for this television today. But I thought it was important enough because I've been gearing for this, I've been training for it, and I know everything Jerry Lawler does in that ring. I've watched him time and time again. Every time Jerry Lawler's in that ring, I am watching him. And I'm watching him what he does, and I've rode with him, I've talked to him. And it's not that I hate him. I just got that burning desire to beat him, and I know how he is. So I'm not stupid. And Lawler, when you climb in the ring, buddy, I want you to know, I want you to know, I want all the fans to know that I'm coming after that belt. I'm going to walk out of that southern belt. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you, it might be uh, predictable just exactly like that because uh, Dutch Mantel, that same kind of straight-ahead approach that he's always had, and uh, as we kind of had a feeling when... Uh, those two get together, brother. It is going to be some kind of a bash. You can better believe that. I remember the previous ones that they had, Davey, and that was, <laughs> man, it was something else to see. Okay, we got action coming up. Some of the families coming in in just a moment. And uh, right now, we want to take time out to bring a brand new face into championship wrestling. And we thought maybe there might be two of them, but I want to introduce all of our fans out there to a young gentleman that. We have heard so much about he and his brother. Uh, they're out of Montreal, Canada. Jacques Rougeau. We're delighted to have you here, Jacques, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you in the area. Thank you very much. I'd like to, first of all, to say to the people here that uh, something occurred to me lately, and it's not very enjoyable for anybody here as much as it is for me, because my brother was injured uh, snow skiing up in north on his vacation just before we came here. But uh, I do want to apologize to the people because I know that they expected it. And uh, for on the other side of it, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to go back and uh, see my brother because he's got a broken leg. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, but if, uh, if it occurs to, uh, to the gentleman that uh, signed the contract for it, that I'd be very glad in the very near future to... Uh, to meet these gentlemen that are champions around here. Yeah, Jacques, you had, uh, you and your brother Philip had a uh, match scheduled for the uh, Southern Heavyweight Championship, so obviously this pretty well takes it out of the picture with... Uh... Well, you know, it's, a, it's, it's something that... I was on vacation in Miami and my brother was on vacation in, uh, in Montreal and uh, 
we just wanted to take a good rest because me and my brother as a tag team we are we've done a very we had a very good record oh you got a great record we've heard nothing but Jimmy Hart out here. This is not uh, the time for the... pretty boy. I love that shirt. Look at it. Oh, hey, Bobby, look at that guy's shirt, man. I'm going to ignore, I'm going to ignore your comments, and I'd like to uh, apologize to you gentlemen because we cannot be here to wrestle you, but like I said, I'd like to ignore what you just said, and I'd really like to apologize. What's your name, Jacques Cousteau? Jacques Cousteau? <laughs> All right, Bobby. My name... My name is Jacques Rougeau for your information, but I'm really looking forward to getting in that ring with you gentlemen. Well, just, I've heard a lot about you and your old sister brother, and I've heard a lot about your old mama, and I've heard a lot about your daddy. I know that you're supposed to be a good tag team. Well, but where's your brother at? Is he scared? Is he redneck? Is he chicken? Bobby, oh, he just said he broke his leg in a skiing accident. Oh. What was he doing? Pulling the anchor up for your old man? I want Jacques Cousteau, I know you're rated up high in the rankings for the tag. Hey, come here, boy. I'm through talking to you. Don't hey, touch me. Hey, come on now, fellas. Let's me. not start oh, it. Wait a minute, me. pretty boy. Relax your hands off of me. Come here, Jacques Cousteau. Come here, Cousteau. Let me Bobby, talk to you, my friend. Look you here. Take it out of here. We're still a tag team champions, my friend. Where's your brother at? Where's your brother at? Right now, when my brother gets well and his leg gets well, I'm going to get in there with you and I'm going to wrestle you guys. Oh. I'm really looking forward but to it. But you signed a mess of wrestling, you and your old sissy brother. Where's he at? <laughs> Where's How he many at? times you got to hey, tell you, brother? Hey, you on Hey, is he laying on top of your mama right there, brother? What you doing? You got to pass the fire? Oh, look, look, Come on, we signed a mess for each other's belt. Look at the pulse, brother. You're sharp looking Nothing guy. Nothing on the floor down here. Now, you guys know better than that. I'm going to tell you what now. I'm going to wait till my brother gets back. I'm going to wait till my brother gets back. Wait. What are we getting the ring right now, sissy? Yeah. Okay, look at these belts. I don't like to be called a sissy. You don't like it when I just called you one. Sissy. Okay, Bobby. You'll have, your, you'll, you'll have your time when the time comes. When Come on, Jacques Cousteau, let's get a ring now, my friend. Hey, there's me. no time like now, baby. Come on, there's, there's no time, time like now. Like now. Oh, Come on, Bobby. Always agitate. Just me, baby. Sugar. Look at that. Look at that ring. There's a robot. There's a robot. Hey, hey, hey. Would you keep this one? Wait a minute, Jacques. Please keep this one. I'm going to get in the ring with you right now, big boy. Jacques Rougeau is debuting here. He's 22 years of age. If you see him, he looks about 52. Um, I don't know what happened with... I think Ray is... He said Philippe, but he's got no brother called Philippe. It's Ray, it's Ray Rougeau, I think. He's got... Um, I can't see anything about being injured, so I don't know what happened. Bobby now in the ring with Ray Rougeau. Ray Rougeau... Sorry, Jack Rougeau in his uh, street clothes. Pummel and Bobby Eaton with some big right hands. Irish whip now by Jacques. Big back potter drop to uh, Bobby. The future Mountie slams Bobby Eaton. Ray Ru uh, Jack Rougeau, sorry, he's on the second rope and drop kick. What a drop kick from the second rope in his street clothes. Sweet Brown Sugar now in. Jack gives him some big right in the Jimmy. Sweet Brown Sugar, he's fighting they both these gentlemen off. Bobby Eaton still down from that drop kick. Big Jesus Christ, and he back dropped him out of Memphis then. Bobby Eaton. Oh, with a right hand though. Two on one now. The champions now have got the advantage over Jacques Rougeau. The debuting Jacques Rougeau from Canada, Montreal, Canada. Future WWF tag team champion several times with the uh, with Pierre. Bobby Fulton 
Stan Lane and Terry Taylor come out to help Jacques Rougeau against Eaton and Sugar. But like I said, he's 22 here and he looks, he looks about 52. He looks older in 1982 than he does in 2023. He's living up to the reputation we heard about he and his brother. He got in there and he had some of the hospitality dished out by three of the family, which is exactly what you would expect out of it. Jock, uh, we apologize for the interruption of the interview in there, but I got to tell you. Well, like I said before, now maybe people understand that me and my brother were a good tag team and we stand up for our name Rougeau in Canada and I'm going to do it down here in Tennessee. Uh, okay, Jock. Let me give you back your ring and your thing. They were trying to horse off thank with. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, we're delighted to see you here, and I'm tickled to death to see somebody do something like that flying drop kick that he did off the ropes and nail eating as hard as he did. We're going to take time out, and we're going to be back with more championship wrestling in just a moment. in just a moment in our expiration of time match and standing with me is the uh, new entrepreneur of uh, wrestling Mr. Jimmy Cornette who uh, had signed uh, the girl champions the U.S. Uh, ladies champions ladies, that's, that's exactly what right. I said as the uh, first champions Jimmy what's new well Lance as you know looking mighty dapper today well, I might thank say you with your, My mother your yatching hat on there yatching okay uh, as you know last week I signed the United States Ladies Champions, and now I have a rather startling announcement to make today, and I'm rather happy about it. I have, in addition to them, signed one of the most awesome individuals in professional wrestling today, a man who has held every title, every major honor that you can hold, and he is now, well, he soon will be the next Southern Heavyweight Champion, United States Heavyweight Champion, and the World Heavyweight Champion, and I'm talking about none other than the incomparable Dutch Mantel. You have signed Mantell? Because, you see, I have something that he needs. He needs to get a shot at Jerry Lawler, which he has, and he needs to win that Southern Heavyweight Championship. I can help him do that because I will be at ringside to assist him. Not typically, no. With my money, with my mind, and with my family name behind him for moral support. I will be at ringside this week, and I promise you he will take the Southern Heavyweight Championship from Jerry Lawler because you see Jerry Lawler I still remember past several weeks when you came out here and you made fun of me you humiliated me you degraded my family name I remember it and I feel it right inside and I promise you that when that match comes about and Dutch Mantell gets in that ring with you then you're gonna feel the same way that I felt you're gonna feel what I felt when I was standing here humiliated because you're going to be standing there in the middle of that ring if you can stand and you're not going to have that belt around your waist, that thing that you love so preciously and you heard Jerry Lawler with his big fat mouth that he runs people down with, you heard him say that, Je that Dutch Mantell was the toughest man that he had ever faced. Well, he certainly is and with me behind him, he certainly will be again. He'll take the title 
and I will have the future world heavyweight champion because that's all he needs to get that shot at Ric Flair, Lance. Okay, Jimmy. If he does, he's going to get a very large bonus because that's my dream to humiliate Lawler and to get the world heavyweight champion under my contract, and I'm going to have them both in one man, the awesome Dutch Mantel. Jimmy, I got to tell you, you were, you were right. That was an astounding announcement in there. I am flabbergasted. I am surprised at Dutch signing a manager. But uh, obviously, you had something to offer him. That obviously, he... I had something to offer him, and I wrote it right out. I got it from my mother, and I wrote it right out. Well, that's marvelous, Jimmy, and you have made our day with that Shake kind of... Shake the hand of the man that's going to manage the next World Heavyweight Champion, Lance. Jimmy Cornett, who... Uh... Professes to be the man who is going to be managing the next uh, world heavyweight champion. I am shocked. I can't say any more than that. He uh, has gone out and bought him two pieces of merchandise and the ladies dance and man down. Champions! Speaking of champions, Jimmy, yeah, you stood out here. That's right, baby. I stood out and I said, you're going to be looking at the new world champions. And when Jimmy Hart says something, he backs it up, baby. Look at them, dolls. Look at the audience, baby. Look at these people. You never, where we go, the people are saying, we want the dolls, we want the dolls. Well, let me tell you what, baby, we don't want you. Because when Jimmy Hart was laying up in that hospital bed, who sent me flowers and cards? Nobody. So don't try to jump on my bandwagon now, baby, with my dolls. The world champions. You know, this is the greatest week for me in my life. The greatest week. You know, Mr. Bob Lewis up in Indianapolis has been calling me every week. He's been saying... Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, would you please give my pretty little boys, my little spiky Hubert, the young lions, that's what they call themselves now, the young lions, and Stevie Regal, another shot at those belts. Please, will you come to Indianapolis and see what happened, man? See, they came down to Jimmy Hart's backyard, and when anybody comes in my backyard, baby, there's only one way out, and that's through me, and you don't go through me, so they lost the scrap here. So now every day, Bob Luce, tight pockets, money wide, man. I said, if you can come up with some bread, we might come back to Indy. We might come up there and make a tour, but I don't think if he took all the money in the whole state up there, if he took everybody up there in Indianapolis and put the money together, there's not enough to get the dolls back up there, man. Like I said, the young lions, you want us, baby, then come and get us. You're looking at the world champions, boy. The New York Dolls, the greatest team in professional wrestling. So, Mr. Luce, Mr. Tight Pockets, if you want Jimmy Hart, come up with a scratch, baby, because you're looking at the world champions, baby, the world champions. If we could just get them in a ring, we might be able to see uh, how they're going to do today against uh, Stan Lane and Terry Taylor. Jimmy Hart alienating the entire state of Indiana. And uh, that's nothing unusual. Here come their opponents. Did you hear the kind of reception they get, Dave? Yes, sir. This is going to be an expiration of time match coming up here, introducing at a total of 433 pounds from Delray Beach, Florida, Stan Lane. From Barrow Beach, Florida, Terry Taylor. Going against him at a total weight of 479 pounds. The Dream Machine and Rick McGraw, the New York Dolls. Their manager, Jimmy Hart, is matched to the expiration of time and Jerry Calhoun. Expiration of time tag team match. We've got Stan Lane and Terry Taylor teaming up to go against the WWA tag team champions, the New York Dolls, Rick McGraw and Dream. I mean, he's still being billed as Dream Machine, but he's Troy Graham. Totally different looking Dream Machine. No mask. Blonde hair. Stan Lane looks like he's going to start for his team. Dream Machine starting for his team. Yep. Stan Lane wearing uh, beige trunks, white boots. Dream Machine 
Wearing black trunks, white boots. Colin Herbert type. Machine puts Stan Lane in the ropes. Irish whip. Double sledge to Lane. Irish whip again by Machine. Reverse by Stan. Big back over by Stan by herself. Dream Machine backs off into the corner. Tags in Rick McGraw. Black trunks, black boots. Colin Herbert type. He's a very stout fellow here, Rick McGraw. Looks a bit like Ron uh, Garvin. Stan Lane pushes him into the ropes. Clean break. Both men circling. Colin Herbert type. Side head left by Stan. Just takes Rick McGraw to the ground. Cinching in that side head look is uh, Stan. Shove off by McGraw, duck down, drop kick by Stan Lane. Side head up, take down by Stan. Joey Calhoun in a lovely, lovely uh, yellow top. Down there to check the soldiers. Check, check the shoulders. Rick McGraw in the Dream Machine going against Lane and Taylor. Stand over to the corner, makes the tag on Taking that Terry Taylor. Red trunks, white boots. Goes around and around. Got the hammerlock now on Rick McGraw. Oh. Knee to the arm. Hammerlock on that arm on the doll. Rick McGraw. Full arm dragon twist. Oh. Drops the elbow across the shoulder. Still working on the arm of Rick McGraw. Tag back into Stan. Irish whip by Terry. Stands in. Oh. Right hand to the gut. Tag back to Terry. Irish whip now by Stan. Right. Punch to the gut by Taylor. Terry Taylor picks up McGraw, slams him down. Drops the elbow. Two count. Rick McGraw gets the tag to Dream Machine. Dream Machine now in, Terry Taylor. Irish up now by Machine. Big back body drop to Dream Machine is a big man. Good, he must be a good six foot four, six foot five. Picks up Terry Taylor, whips him again. Reverse loaded by Taylor. Terry Taylor now with a backdrop of his own. Arm drag into the arm bar. Tags in Terry Taylor. Arm stretched out. Oh, splashed by Stan Lane on the arm. Works over the arm. Jimmy Hart not happy with Joey Calhoun's refereeing. Dream Machine whips him off. Terry shoulder back by Stan Lane. Ducks the. Into the armbar. Stan Lane ducked to the sledgehammer there by Dream Machine and got took down Dream Machine with an armbar. Stan Lane now tags in Terry Taylor. Dream Machine went to punch him, but Terry Taylor. Sorry, is it Terry Taylor? Rick McGraw. Rick McGraw. Rick McGraw, I think. It was a Dream Machine. I didn't see the tag. Oh, there's Rick McGraw. Sorry, I didn't. No, it isn't. No. Dream Machine, he looked like he shrunk. 
Bit McGowan-A in there, Terry, Terry double-teaming on Terry Taylor. Sorry about that confusion there, Rick McGowan-A in. Knocks down Terry Taylor with the right hand, and again. Terry Taylor now trying to fight out of it, but McGraw pummels him with some right hands. Crowd getting behind Terry. Irish whip now by McGraw. Big back elbow, down goes Taylor. Exploration of time tag match, so there could be one four, there could be three or four. Oh, breaking the knee across the eyes. Oh, sledge to the back, goes for the cover, kick out by Taylor before the one count. Dream Machine now tagged in. Oh. Irish whip by Dream on Taylor. Double sledge to the chest. Off the ropes, drops the elbow. One, two, kick out by Taylor. Didn't hook the leg. Gotta hook the leg, man. Dream Machine picks up Taylor with ease. Power slam. One, two, kick out. Kind of just. Stan Lane broke up the pin though, just to double, double make sure. Taylor Taylor gets thrown headfirst into the boot of Rick McGraw. McGraw picks up Taylor, slams him down. Drops the elbow, but Taylor misses. Taylor evades. Oh. Ryan behind the referee's back by McGraw, rake of the eyes. New York Forearm smashed by McGraw. Throws Taylor into the knee of machine. Tag in the machine. Irish whip now by machine. Oh, straight kick to the gut of Terry Taylor. Picks him up. Irish whip now. Sunset flip, sunset flip, sunset flip. One, two, no. One count. After the sunset flip, Irish whip now by Dream Machine. Clothesline. Rick McGraw now in. Drops the knee across the chest of Terry Taylor. One. Two. Kick out. Side headlock now by McGraw. Side headlock takedown by McGraw. In a reverse chin lock. Reaching for a tag, but he's turned around. The tag is on the other side of the ring, and he's got a long way before he can get there. Down by Taylor. Oh, both men collide. Dream Machine, Terry Taylor down. Terry Taylor's in the wrong corner though. He needs to get over Dream Machine somehow to get that tag to stand line. Dream Machine's up first though and misses the leg drop. Tag to Rick McGraw. Terry Taylor. Oh, can't get the tag. Rick McGraw with the cover. One count. Rick McGraw stops Terry Taylor from getting that. Much needed tag. Oh! 
Drives them head first into the canvas. Both men on their knees now, they're both men up to their feet. Terry Taylor fighting away, both men fisticuffs. Ooh, right hands, right hands, right hands, right hands, right hands. Terry Taylor goes through the legs, gets the tag, gets the tag, he got through the leg. Stan Lane is in now, Stan Lane is in, working over the Dream Machine and Rick McGraw. Picks up McGraw, Irish whip into Dream Machine. Irish whips Dream Machine now, does Stan Lane. Big back body drop by Stan Lane. Picks up Dream Machine, but Dream Machine hits him with the right hand, tags in Rick McGraw. Double team now, double team Irish whip. Double clothesline by the New York Dolls. Stan Lane is down, Terry Taylor is in, gets met by a right hand, right hand of his own. Right hand of his own. Who the hell is this? Spike Huber and Steve Regal, not that one, are in. Oh, big right hand by Huber. The Dolls win by disqualification, the first fall. Spike Huber and Steve Regal are angry at uh, the New York Dolls. They want their tag team titles back. Their WWA World Tag Team Titles. We're going to take time before we get back in the ring um, to talk to Jimmy Cornette. And this is from the 9th of October. The presentation I'd like to make today, as you know, Dutch has been with me now for a week, and I must say we've gotten to be quite good friends, and I wanted to present, if I could, if the cameraman can get a shot of this, this beautiful portrait of myself and Dutch as a token of my esteem and friendship oh, to him yeah. for signing with me and being such a great champion that he is. And it says to my good buddy, Dutchy Jimmy Cornette. Well, you know, Lance, I'm really excited today. I haven't been this excited since I divorced my first old lady. But I am really excited today. And you know why I'm excited? Because this man here, he is a million legs. He's a life of men. And being with this guy is like being at Chickie's Pizza 24 hours a day. I, and, and, you know, a lot of people have said that, Dutch, you, you and Jimmy Cornette, you, you just don't seem compatible. But I think the reason we don't seem compatible is that they don't, just don't know a lot about Jimmy. And you know, he said we signed a contract last week. Well, in essence, we didn't sign it last week. And why didn't we sign it last week, Jimmy? Because I said we should do it on TV, on public television, so we, we could be up front with it, and, 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 and so people would think there's nothing under the table. And the people, I know we look funny. I know we look like John Wayne and Ted Turner out here, but you people go ahead and laugh because we're going to set the wrestling world on its head. Now, Jimmy, you know how I feel about certain things. And I think the reason that people may not like you so much is because they don't know how you feel about certain things. So I would like you to tell the people at home exactly how you feel. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. I want you to tell these people at home, okay, how you feel, okay? You got that? Jimmy, I'd like to ask you a question and tell the people, do you drink? No, Josh, I don't drink. See, he doesn't drink. See, he don't drink anything. Jimmy, do you like to, to stay out late at night and get surly and start fights or anything like that? Do you like to do that? No, I try to stay in... 10 or 11 at night at the latest. And he I, he, I don't, don't, like he don't stay out late at night. He keeps regular hours. Right, Jimmy, a very important question. You don't take drugs or snort cocaine like them NFL football players. So you don't do that, do you? No, I don't, Dutch. See, no, he you don't know. do any of that. He lives a clean life, right? You live a clean life. Jimmy? Dignity. You don't smoke or chew tobacco, do you? No, I, that, that's a filthy habit. See, he says that is a filthy habit. Filthy, filthy. Jimmy? I like to say one thing. You don't like to get up early in the morning and watch cartoons like Bugs Bunny or Yosemite Sam. You don't like to do any of that, do you? Uh, I watch Richard Simmons uh, in the morning when I get up. He watches Richard Simmons. Now, you people have seen how compatible Jimmy and I are. And, Jimmy, you got the pen. Yes, I do. 
You got the contract. This is a big day in my life, Lance. Big day in your life, baby, Roger. Big, big day in Jimmy Cornell's life. Let me see that pen, baby. We've got a uh, public we've signing right here. We've got a contract and a public right here, signing, and this is the first step, Lance. Jimmy, you see this pen? Yes, sir. This pen could change your life. You know, know that? It. it could make you a very famous man. You know that? I know that. And with this pen, Lance, it's one small step for men, but one giant step for wrestling. And Jimmy, I'd just like to take this pen and break it like this, take this contract, and sign it up. And you are the last man in the world, buddy, that I would want to manage me. Because you here, take that and stick it where the sun don't shine. I want to tell you one thing, buddy. I made a mistake when I had you cut up. I made a mistake when I had you come out, but I'm man enough to say I made a mistake. And the only difference between me and Lawler is I'm not above, buddy, taking you for a few dollars, and that's what I did. You see this picture, Jimmy? You see this picture out here? Here, buddy. That's your house right there. And this is mine. Do this to me. You're I put a lot of money in you. Corner. I put a lot of money in you. I put a lot of money on him, man. I'm Jimmy. taking the pleasure to put him too. I'm afraid uh, you've got some built-in problems with that man's he just fired you. Uh, you know, he told you. These jinx even fight amongst them, buddy. Yes. They're stupid here. I got a word of advice for you. And this is what I want you to listen to, Yank. What you should do in your condition, you should go and take yourself some Tylenol and think about it again. Get the hell out of here. Let me uh, introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen. We've been expecting them, and now they're here with Championship Wrestling. These uh, gentlemen are from New Zealand, known as the Sheep Herders. Known as the Sheep Herders is right. In 37 different countries, we have held titles. Not just here in America. The one thing wrong with you stupid, bloody, stupid, septic tank yanks is you think America is the greatest country in the world. Well, we're here. We're here to show you that it's not. This is not a professional sport. This is a professional business, and we're businessmen. And all you bloody Yankee wrestlers, listen to me now, because it's just like if you open up a service station on the other side of the street from us, we do everything in our power to get you out of business. Now, we're not here. We're not bloody here to make friends with you, Yanks. We're here to hurt you. We're here to introduce you, Yanks, to bloody pain. And we are going to introduce you to so much pain you're going to say, pain is gain in the gym. You're going to run right to the gym, right to the doctor, anywhere you bloody want to run, but you will run. You will watch our matches. You will watch us hurt people. You will watch us bust arms. And you've already seen our film that we sent in here of us destroying so many Yanks one after another. We're here. We're the best. We're the meanest, the toughest, and we're going to hurt you, Yanks. You're listening to Jonathan Boyd and his partner, Luke Williams, from New Zealand, known as the Sheep Herders, and we're going to see him in action in the ring in just a moment. The fabulous Jackie Fargo, Dave. Uh, he and his brother still hold some attendance records in Boston and various places like that. Got an interesting segment here we want you to take a look at with the fabulous Jackie Fargo. Hi, wrestling fans. Certainly good to be back on this TV again. It's been some time, and uh, it's been nice out playing golf and then doing a lot of things that I'm, I never got to do as a professional wrestler for 25, 30 years. Real exciting, boy, to get up in the mornings and knowing you don't have to jump on an airplane or jump in a car and, and 
go wrestle that night and jump in the car and drive back and drive another 800 miles the next day or get in the airplane with your sore body and your mind really not straightened out yet. It's been real nice, but I talked with my buddy Eddie Marlin. I said, Ed, you know, them days uh, fishing and golfing's about over. I'm watching wrestling on TV and get a little itchy. <laughs> and uh, that's what I done. I got real itchy. I looked up on my TV and you know who I seen? The worst imitation that I have ever seen in my entire life. Let me tell you something, Hart Pally. You don't know what a fabulous Fargo is. You have no earthly idea. You bring two geeks, two guys that you picked up off the street, and you want to make them fabulous dolls from New York. You can forget that, Hart. Let me tell you something, pal. You're a joke, and they're a joke. What do you buy? A two-dollar uh, bottle of dye? Put it on their hair? Buy them a twenty-five-dollar tuxedo? Let me tell you something, Hart. You punk, and your two little guys from New York. I sweated a many a gallon of blood and sweat to be a professional wrestler, and I'm damn proud of it. And there's only one fabulous Fargo from New York, pally. That was me and Donnie. The pictures you see with the tuxedos, the high hats, the original fabulous Fargos, and a punk like you, Hart, <laughs> you're going to come along and steal something that I build up all of my life, that I put my pride and my glory in, something that brought me fortune and fame, Hart. Well, you stink, boy. You stink. Now, I'm going to give you some good advice. I promised Eddie Marl I wouldn't cuss and raise too much cane on his TV, but I can't help it. You stink, Hart. You're too synthetic. New York Dolls. What a joke. Let me tell you something, pal. If there's going to be any fabulous ones around, if there's going to be any hi-hats around and tuxedos around, it's going to be first class, and it's going to be who I pick. Not who you pick, Hart. You stink. You stink. You got no... You got nothing about you, pal. $25 tuxedo. What a joke. My socks cost more than that, pally. When I walked around with a top hat on, with the gloves and the sequins, they cost something, boy. They didn't cost 25 cents. disgusting. You're disgusting to me. To think what I've put in the wrestling business and you want to come along with this. Well, let me tell you something, Pally. I went out and got me a couple of guys. Tough. That's what you don't have, Hart. You gotta be tough. You gotta have a heart. You gotta have a heart as big as a watermelon, not big as a peanut like you and them two geeks you got. Well, Pally, I got me two wrestlers, and I'm going to put the hi-hats, and I'm going to put the tuxedos on them. But you know what they can do that your boys can't do? They can fight. They're tough. 
And if you slap them, you know what they'll do to you? They'll slap the hell out of you. They're going to do that. You're not going to smack them upside the head and walk off and prance around. Time you get your fist back from their jaw, by gosh, you're going to have one upside of your head. That's the only way it's going to be with me, pal. I'm back. The fabulous Jackie Fargo's back. Not as a manager, as a consultant. I'm going to advise these two men. And when I say men, I'm talking about men. Tough, rugged, fighters. That'll kick your teeth in, heart. You better not show up there. You better not show up in the arena with your boys with no tuxedos on and no hi-hats. You cannot, you cannot go around imitating me, Pally. I will not give you permission to do that. You have no right and you have the audacity of you. You little stinky stink, you stink. I got pride. I'm saying this to you right now. I am out of retirement. I want to fight. I want to feel. I want to touch. I want to beat. I want to claw and scratch and dig. That's what I'm known for, and that's what I'll die for. And I'm tough. Don't you forget that, heart. And don't you boys forget it either. Trying to imitate the fabulous Fargos, you ain't got a chance. I got two of the greatest men that I've ever seen. They're the ones that's going to wear the tuxedos. They're going to wear the top hats. And yeah, they'll be doing the Fargo strut too, pal. And I'll be proud of them. I'll be proud to say, look at that. Look in the wrestling ring. Look. I look back 25 years ago, I see me and Donnie. They're going to get out there and they're going to they're gonna give some people some hard times, pal. I'm not going to be running around like you, hard with a stick and my manager's hat and all that. I don't need it. But I'm going to be the advisor. I'm going to be the consultant. And I tell anybody, I don't care who it is. You must know this in the wrestling, as a professional wrestler. When you climb in that ring, you don't have friends. I don't care who they get in the ring with, or where, what city. If they ever do not take my advice, then I'll back away from them. But I think I've got the team that wants to be the fabulous ones again. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm telling you again, Hart, don't bring your boys with them little $25 suits on. That's all I got to say, Pally.
brand new course to be felt. The fabulous one from the fabulous one. I got it. We got some action in the ring. We're going to be back to it here in just a few minutes. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. We end the show with the often imitated, never duplicated, fabulous one, Jackie Fargo, and he is back, and he has got a brand new team, the fabulous ones. That being Stan Lane and Steve Kern, they debut uh, August, uh, August, October the 11th in the Mid South Coliseum, and they will no doubt be on us on with us next week. Next week is going to be our last Megasode where we cover the 16th of October to the 30th of October and then from the following week we go back to weekly episodes. So as well, I, I have enjoyed the um, the Megasodes. They have been fun to watch. It's, it's got a large chunk of time um, gone th- from us but I do enjoy the weekly show so I will be looking forward to doing that again. So we have just covered the 11th of September until the 9th of October. Uh, this has been episode 90 of the UK's number one Memphis wrestling related podcast. The UK's number one and only, sorry, Memphis wrestling related podcast. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast. Please do not forget to follow the network at T at PTBN Wrestling on Twitter. You can find great shows on the network talking at WCW NWA Saturday special PTBN's main event and also our other podcast, Monday Night Project, which covers the the Monday Night Raw. We're currently in. We're heading towards SummerSlam 1993, so you can find that on this network and also on all good podcast suppliers. Simply search Monday Night Project and or Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. So, thank you very much for your continued support. Thank you very much for listening. It's, gonna, it's been another long one. We've got one more to do, folks. Hang, hang, bear, hang tight with us. Another couple of weeks, and we'll be uh, back to our weekly shows. Um, so, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much to Lance Russell and Dave Brown. And until next time. Spring again, I'll bring again tulips from Amsterdam. With a heart that's true, I'll give to you tulips from Amsterdam. I can't wait until the day you fill these eager arms of mine. Like the windmill keeps on turning, that's how my heart keeps on yearning. For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam
These eager arms of mine Like the wind Keeps on turning That's how my heart Keeps on yearning For the day I know We can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips From Amsterdam 